0: We are a group of friends bound by our appreciation for liberty and good podcasting. Free-minded thinkers from all walks of life, our values come together with one accord to discuss the common culture and news of the day, along with whatever random crap is going on in our lives. Welcome to the Union of the Unknowns.
1: Welcome to another episode of Union of the Unknowns, where we have one of our founding mothers or fathers, whatever she identifies as, uh, from the Propaganda Report, and now Monica's Deep Dives. And uh, welcome, Monica. (laughs) Thank
2: you. Can I be like the pod mother? sure why not whatever. <laughs>
1: you can identify allegedly nowadays you can identify whatever you want to identify as I would like to identify
2: as the pod mother of the union of the unknowns
1: okay yes Thanks. well you got it I have Thor, who is fantabulous and he's my own our own special renaissance man I mean look at the mustache and then uh, we have Brewski Bruce,
3: <laughs> howdy,
1: who is uh, one of my favorite Northerners. And then my favorite Brit is Terry. And Hello. then hi. Um. And then we have Stella. Stella.
4: Hello. She's I'm keeping my mustache, mustache to myself.
1: And then we have Toons.
5: <laughs> my here. Welcome. Can you hear me? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yep. You're good. You sound great. Hey. That's a great little. Riggy got there.
5: Yeah, not bad, eh? <laughs> yeah. Not bad. No, not tunes bad. tunes from the six oh three, the future free state. How are nice. you? Nice.
2: Nice.
1: So welcome, Monica. We're so excited to have you on. Um Thank you for helping us get this started and being able to uh, get authorization, um, you and Sam, uh, to be able to utilize the name of Union of the Unknowns, because we know you are on Union of the Unwanted uh, as a regular uh, guest or co-host or whatever they call you. Regular guest, there. I'm
2: sure. This is the most I can yeah. aspire to, and it's really a privilege. <laughs>
1: So yeah, so we just wanted to really kind of just touch base with you kind of see what's going on with the deep dives um, and then uh, what your plan is with that and then I have like a couple of questions that I've always wanted to ask and I think other people, they want to just bring up specific topics and see where it flows. Like, we just like to flow with everything.
2: Great. That's great. Sounds good. That's what I like. And uh, the time will fly by, no doubt. So that's absolutely uh, a good plan. (laughs) And
1: and we know we have a hard
2: cut in an hour, so. Oh, who? Because of me? Well, we know you like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like with so many people, I've allotted definitely an hour and a half because that way we can all oh okay we might not even awesome. get started but although i'm totally fine however you want to do it totally fine yeah no 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 so um so
1: i wanted to one of my first questions and then i'd love to hear what everyone else has to say as well um but like what is your favorite conspiracy you
2: know i'm starting to think that i'm not that much of a conspiracy theorist like everything that i think is obviously true. Like they're obviously up there making plans and pushing them down on us. And I feel like anyone who thinks, cause I used to be worried, like, what if my kids, you know, they, they're check my kids social media when they're applying for college and they find me and I'm like and then they listen to it and they hear me talking about the powers that be johns hopkins the world Health, the economic forum and all this stuff conspiring for eventual and it's like but like everybody knows that and seems not to care it's kind of like the jfk assassination is that doesn't everybody know that and they just kind of gloss over the fact that the in every government since then has been suppressing the truth about that like everybody just kind of it's like seymour hirsch and 11 it's like you used to know that was an inside job but now i'm a conspiracy theorist so i mean i guess the thing that i think is the funniest is the dinosaur thing like that's just yes. so funny because they're so totally fake and then people think i'm really crazy when i think that and i'm like but the craziest part is that that one is the most obvious.
5: Can we, like, uh, they're ridiculous. Ho- Can we hop into that one a little bit? Um. Absolutely.
2: I, I haven't really <laughs> well, brushed I up on about. the on the evidence before, like lately, but I did that whole show with the Tower Power Gang, which was supposed to be named Dinosaurs Are Fake, and they picked up on one little thing that I said, and instead <laughs> named the episode Ron Paul Sex Dreams, and I just feel like it was misleading. <laughs> but that's a good source and I did a lot of research for that episode so let me I can look up my notes while we're chatting uh
5: from what I remember off the top of my head there were two competing scientists that were in uh, almost like a space race and they all each wanted to find the next biggest greatest uh t-rex or whatever you want to call it they wanted to name uh dinosaurs after themselves so they were more or less uh making up that this is a t-rex femur and this is how a t-rex looked and then the next guy would say oh this is a whatever name name your dinosaur and this is its you know fingernail and i can build uh i can build this dinosaur based off of this (laughs) fingernail
3: we um we we touched on this uh, um, uh ourselves a few episodes back and um Kiel, I think, was more um, dinosaurs, a real sort of person. <laughs> you know, don't want to put words in your mouth, Kiel. Uh, I, I I don't want to be Mr. Sit on the fence, but I, I think it's like a lot of science these days that there's a lot of fakery that goes on. Um, there's a lot of sort of ridiculous assumptions being made from very thin evidence, as far as I can see. But they've, I, I haven't looked into it enough. I, I think there might be a kernel of truth in there, but... For sure when you see a, a lot of dinosaur exhibits you know and, and keel knows an exception to this rule but a lot of dinosaur exhibits you see in museums have just been made up really based on what someone else said uh a, say a t-rex looks like so they find a bit of bone and they construct a model from it so i think they go a bit far in some of these assumptions i mean particularly when they say crazy things like you know oh yeah they were warm-blooded and you know, they they sounded like this, and you know, it's just uh, they can't possibly know.
2: Okay. At, yeah.
5: At you this point, know. uh sorry, kill go, kill kill Kiel. I
0: was gonna say we can't know all those details, but you know, fossils do exist, right? Or is that just no, something you don't know? They do disagree- not, and
2: they, and they admit not. that they don't. And this is what I'm looking for. This was the thing that was just like, are you kidding me? It's on my computer died here, but um. It's on the, I believe it's the American Museum of Natural History. I'll, I'll have it up here in a second. But it's on the on the main page. It says uh, those aren't even really bones. And it goes into how uh, fossils cannot actually, like carbon-based matter, whatever, organic matter, absolutely cannot last that long. So the bones that you see this thing claims is actually so there was a bone and it was embedded somehow in granite or something and then the granite uh
6: oh they got
3: her
1: did you guys talk to monica about this before like the dinosaur thing because justin had just literally mentioned it inside the uh discord
5: it's a fun one and it, it gets floated around a lot
1: but you guys uh, didn't uh, mention anything to her about it before this.
5: Uh-uh. No, but she's talking so about
1: crazy. it. So crazy. She's on though. Osmos uh, or whatever, like migrated. Oh, pause, pause. There we go. Monica, Monica, you froze. Monica, you froze. Monica, you froze. You froze for a up. No, so we didn't yeah. get like the last thirty seconds. You totally froze.
3: Yeah, the dinosaur <laughs> people <laughs> to you. There's
6: a there's a bunch of angry paleontologists outside our house cutting so, wires.
3: Shut it down. The D-Rex thigh bone. <laughs> Did she
1: go off? Maybe she's going to come back
3: on. Uh, Maybe what she was going to say is is true. I can come in here and and fill in some gaps. What she was going to say is true to the extent that the bone, you know, bones don't last. But what I believe happens is they be- it sort of becomes mineralized, and it typically gets laid down in something like mud, and the 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 theory is that. Um, the sort of uh, bits of rock penetrate into the holes in the bone, and then the, the bone deteriorates over time. But it leaves the sort of hard rock impression of the bone behind. So what you see seeing is not bone. She's right. It's it's like a rock impression. And then at, over uh, into years, this, who this says sed-
0: they're bones though? Okay, sorry. Who's who's surra- okay. who's walking around saying that they are actual bones?
2: No, no. But this is what I was telling you is that. The, even the fossils are not. They said that the that the that the rock matter gets into the bone and looks exactly like the bone, even though it's now rock and. So the, the idea is that it's like petrified, but if you actually go and look at petrified wood, which is a real thing, it doesn't look like wood. It, it looks, it's the shape and everything of wood, but it's like blue and green. It's whatever the quartz that penetrated it is. It doesn't look like the original thing. So these bones are supposedly bone-shaped relics of bones that were in the stone and I feel like the way they excavate it and everything they're really just creating these things out of whole cloth or they're taking bones that can't possibly be bo- actual dinosaur bones because there's there are too many too old to the point where there there's several occasions where paleontologists have found chicken meat on bones, on dinosaur bones. And instead of saying this is a chicken bone, they're saying this completely blows up our conception of how long fresh meat can last. Honest to goodness. So, though, and then they take those stone bones and they make clay replicas of them or duplicates of them. And then they construct these skeletons. So it's kind of like the moon landing. I Someone needs to prove it to me. Because all all anyone ever really says is, "Come on, it's like how could they get away with that?" You know, that's just that's not good enough for me.
3: Uh, well, I've got I've got an analogy for you. It, I, I think it's kind of like virology. Uh, you know, I've looked into virology a lot after COVID, and there's just not a lot of there there because they do the same sort of thing. There's, there's very little evidence. They base the whole thing off, and then they they extrapolate hugely. And you know, viruses, as far as I can see, that cause disease have never been isolated properly in 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 my definition, meaning separated from everything else. They've never been shown to cause disease. So I, I think dinosaurs uh, I've not looked into it in great depth, but it could be the same sort of thing going on, I feel.
2: And I, I feel like with the viruses, like this whole idea of the priests of the electron microscope, when you see their, the electron microscope images, I've looked there often if not always enhanced Hmm. so that like it it then all of a sudden depicts in a way that you can visualize what they are otherwise saying well it doesn't look like anything to you but we priests can read that hieroglyphics and we can tell you what it looks like and what it would look like is a big red thing with yellow spikes all over it but you know that's just because we know what that would look like you know it's just yeah, so exactly. yeah and i actually think with the viruses i mean i definitely caught that COVID twice and once was when i was talking to a, a person who was vaxxed, and the second time it was i was like two inches away from somebody who was basically coughing in my mouth i was walking past my daughter in the hallway and she's like in my face i could feel it and i was like whatever she came down with COVID the next day and I got it the day after that. So you can say that that didn't really happen that way, but she was working in like some daycare and it, and it, uh, whatever I got a positive test for, it. I don't know. I'm just, people that are like that you're so full of it. It's not true. It's like, okay, but all this, however, I will still say that I think, and, and now it's coming out, it's coming out that. It was totally artificial. Like I, the lab leak theory was all a setup so that when they identified it as totally artificial, the first conclusion wouldn't be they did this on purpose. So they set up that whole lab leak theory for a year so that when the truth came out, but I said the first time I got it, this thing is artificial. And then I started thinking that that they, they, they created a genetic thing that could do stuff whereas in nature i'm not sure it ever could but feels like they they did create that That it was a gain of function thing it was a bioweapon and they can call it viruses now but i think they created that but they do like
5: to uh they do like to slow roll these things too it it reminds me of like the war in iraq that now everybody is consensus like that was bullshit you know uh call call it whoever you want to call it but it wasn't for Uh, to get the terrorists. It kind of feels like the the lab leak thing is that they're just trying to uh, stretch it out, give it enough distance to where we've had enough current things and and now 10 years from now, oh, it came from a lab, but what are we going to do about it now? You know, it's it's whatever the next current thing is. They kind of slow roll.
4: (laughs) Can I just say, I have to admit that I've really never bought the whole Rand Paul Fauci act at all. Um, I think that's just yeah they're just actors following Agreed. the script it's it's just a distraction I, I've never really gone along with this whole lab thing actually
2: but what does that say about Ron Paul like that's I know, just I, weird
6: I always have a hard time criticizing yeah, I, I Ron Paul because I like there. his dad
4: so much <laughs> yeah, like too so many much. people like Ron Paul I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> I'm going to. well <laughs> I mean you can say
2: I just I can't find he has never done anything that's made me scratch my head. Even to where he did not call nine eleven out as an inside job, you know, as a sitting I congressman think- or so. I just feel like that's was reasonable. It was a reasonable thing for him to do. And there's just nothing else that's sketchy. Whereas a lot of the Rand stuff, I mean, I don't know why he chooses to go down the paths he does, but they don't. They're not. They don't stand up to scrutiny as well as the dad and. The other one was Judge Napolitano. Like he had that great show on Fox and they cut him off at the knees. And I just, I haven't heard from him basically since. And that he was a real guy, super tight with Ron Paul.
4: It's it's an oldie, but a goodie, isn't it? There's always got to be a hero. I think that's what Ron Paul is. He's the hero. He's the good guy. There's got to be a good guy. I have no evidence about it. I don't know whether he's a mason or not, but I have read certain things about that. Um, And being his age, he wouldn't be a low, you're, you're muted
0: politician, though. I was about
5: to say that. End of exactly. the day, still a politician. Exactly. I was just talking to Bruce yesterday about... I, I had a, a conversation with a local politician, very local politician. And he, he gave a speech, and I wanted to shake his hand after and say, you know, I'm considering registering to vote now because of your speech. And even in just a five-minute conversation, he gave me three or four canned answers. And I'm like, oh, you're not an actual person. Like, yes. you're just... Even though you're on my team, like you're on saying things that I want to hear. You have just canned answers. You're not like one of the guys. You're a politician.
2: So with the Mason thing, though, to you, so you're saying he would have to be high enough up
4: to be in on it? He's not a young man.
2: Right. But I mean, is it possible to... I mean, I have a friend who owns a restaurant and he's like, you know, you're always knocking, or you have that other guy, you're always knocking Masons. And, you know, I just have to warn you, I'm a Mason and all we do is like good works. And I get that at the low levels. That is definitely, I think what it is. And even when you read the exposes, I guess I have to think of it this way. I mean, I can't, I'm not afraid of, like, blowing everybody up. I just feel like at some point, if someone really never says or does anything wrong, you could say that, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the nature of, like, the dialectic. You have to have people on both sides. I don't know. It just, it gets really well, exhausting to... Remember,
4: it's like the ghost of Kiev, you know, there's always got to be a hero, but, you know, he was as real as no, nothing. <laughs> he wasn't. Um, so... I don't know, it's just an old tactic. There's always got to be a Cape well, Crusader.
2: But how about this? Give
4: people hope. Because if there's no Cape Crusader, no one's gonna have any hope about anything.
2: Yeah, that is a good point. That's absolutely a good point. And that as actually total that convinces me then. But I but I would say like Thomas Jefferson and Martin Luther King both had like some pretty serious personal foibles. They yet sure did. What they had, you know, but yet <clears> they <throat> they leave a legacy that has to some extent, if not entirely like real value.
4: So- Script, Scripted. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I mean, I know
2: Thomas Jefferson literally scripted it himself and went out of his way to throw Patrick Henry under the bus so that he wouldn't be the dominant foundational figure. Mm-hmm. But you still get, you know, you still get the Bill of Rights. I don't know. I mean, you know, at a certain point you're like a nihilist, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs>
3: But nobody stands up to complete scrutiny, do they? I mean, everyone's got, you know, I mean, I, I you know, Kiel, Kiel knows, I, he's a software person himself. I, I I could have worked for a lot of dodgy companies uh, in my software career. and I could have ended up working at GCHQ as a young man, for example, because, the, you know, that was one of the jobs I applied for. And, you know, I was young and stupid. I didn't know any, any better at the time. So... I think most people, if you look into their backgrounds, you'll know find one or two dodgy connections. I'm just not prepared to believe that everyone, for example, who's a fed, is a bad guy. You know, I think there's a lot of good people in there.
4: I'm not talking about people being bad personally. It's just that if they're following a certain, if they've got a certain job, they have to follow a certain script and a certain agenda, don't they? It's gotta be some compromise somewhere. Anyway, that's just my opinion. <laughs>
1: Monica, if you could turn it all around and like take like the blue pill and before like you really like opened your eyes up to your eyes were opened up to a lot of things, do you think you would do it?
2: (laughs) Uh, That's a good
4: one. I think the ultimate truth is probably
2: glorious. So... I'm still on the path and the, you know, the valley is shady, but I assume I have to believe there's a, there's a good, I I would not, I don't want to just be, you know, a gaping maw pouring cocktails and, you know, whatever, even if it's caviar and champagne, like I just, that's just gross to me. And I think the human, human being is so distinct from anything else on earth. There has to be We have this capacity for abstract thought, and I believe we have, uh, you know, this the things that we are born with, like the ability to understand right from wrong, reason, free will, all these things. I feel like it would be—I rarely think of anything as truly sinful, but I feel like it would be a sin to deny those gifts and just indulge the sensory pleasures of oblivion and, you know— really delicious cocktails, but (laughs) so I would not. However, I might, I don't see what I was going to say is I might have thought of a better way to go about this journey. Like, I'm not sure it's the greatest thing for kids to be like red pilled along the way. Although things got desperate. I mean, I had to just, I couldn't. I, I you only have a certain amount of time with these kids and then they get plugged into the matrix. So I think you have to get ahead of it even if it isn't great for them. Um, but even now, like I just, I wonder, I just, I feel like I'm on the verge of a big breakthrough, just a, just a real, and unfortunately, I think it's going to get me back to where I started, which is not going to make me any friends. Like I'm not sure I really have, I really struggle with the whole idea of God as a person. I'm going to meet him after I die, but, but the explanatory power of, you know, of everything about like our, that we definitely have like soul spirit, abstract thought, like we evolution couldn't possibly mathematically be true. Like the infinite or what appears to be, it's probably not infinite, but the universe is just ridiculous. It just never stops. And, we will never crack that code and I bet the laws of math and science that we think we know here just don't apply at the very fringes like there's it's just too it's just too huge and it came out of nowhere and it's and it's order out of chaos for real like I just think there's probably a big big fifth dimensional answer and I want to get there um and like you just can't get you can't can't get you have to take the first step and the second step and the third step and I think that's why we're here and then at the you know when you're a hundred and you take that last step hopefully you're you got you're ready <laughs> you know for the next step. Well, yeah, great. that's we make it to a hundred. I always tell my kids that because they worry about my mom. Mm. You know she's ninety three. I'm like, like or particularly my son who has Down syndrome. He gets nervous about things. So I try to tell him, like, it's like, are you gonna die? I'm like, no, we're all gonna, you know, take care of yourself. We're all get to live to hundred. <laughs> he's like, okay. Just keeps him from worrying. He freaked out because he saw me color my hair, take the gray out, and he just like lost his mind. He was just like, You're a grandma, you're gonna die. I'm like, I'm not a grandma, I'm prematurely gray. <laughs> I'm just prematurely gray. <laughs> That's okay.
5: I'm graying too already. It's okay. I'm
2: yeah, it could be sexy. I don't know. I just, I haven't tried it yet. And I think it would be <laughs> erratic. I started, it literally started coloring my hair when it was like, I had like three gray hairs. So, so that no one would ever notice. I thought it was kind of clever, but now I'm stuck.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good kind of dying.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. The dying before dying.
5: That's a good question, I, Jackie. Uh, about the bl- yeah. About yeah. the blue pill. Uh,
2: what about y'all?
5: I was thinking about that when when you were speaking. And uh, yeah, I I don't know if I would want to go back into the matrix, right? Because, I mean, previous to this, it was, uh, you know, football and hockey and beers and who gives a shit, you know? And now there's, I mean, this is a more personal journey, but uh, I have more things to care about. And uh, it's better to care about the big picture rather than, um the politicians know what they're doing, and uh, my boss knows how to do his job, and and uh, the cop is a good guy. And um, I think it's better to be aware of uh, the dangers out there than it is to be blue-pilled and in the Matrix, though.
2: Also, you have actually – you have come to a self-actualization that I just I- – I'm overly burdened because I've told this before where my sister – who had, it was a total junkie, had nothing, whatever. And I had discovered yoga, which is probably bad. I know like my priest friend's going to be like, that's bad, 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 bad. But I read the <laughs> yoga sutras and I was talking to her. And I was like, you're so lucky. Like you have nothing. You could actually do this. You could actually free yourself from desire and live this life. Whereas I can, I've got three kids in diapers. I've got a husband who's very plugged in, you know, has got to work, got to do this, got to do that. I have absolutely no... Freedom over like the true lifestyle choice but tunes i know you and a lot of other people in this group and in our groups have taken that blue that red pill and translated it into a different way of living so like my mother was like when she was 19 she decided she couldn't answer the question of if there's a god or not but she just knew it was a better way to live and like she did that, and she could do that within the framework of whatever normal economics. But you could actually change your life, and I, I noticed this from reading Kaczynski, but and also talking to Bellamy, the Green Anarchist, and stuff. That the that creative and Chad and Lanny, the creative stuff of like literally creating life. I, I was listening to your toxic masculinity episode about you know women. Everybody came from it. I'm always like, I tell my my sons like, why. Are girl's so crazy. And I'm like, hey man, we are human being factories. We make human beings with our bodies. We should be propped up on pillows all the time. You guys should be feeding us grapes and chocolate and just massaging our feet. We make human beings with our bodies. So if you can tap into that by growing a chicken you know, like you that's all you need. And you will die. Like you can look back on your life and be like, this life was, you know, worthwhile. Like I grew chickens and fed my babies and they are alive. And like, that's the real purpose. Like that's back to Eden, I guess before, well, after the fall, but (laughs) before the agricultural tax date. So I feel like you've, for you, the red pill translated into like immediate. Oh, obviously, this is the way to live, and now you're living it, even if it's backbreaking work. My my sense is that it's highly satisfying, and the creative process in general is highly satisfying.
5: Uncle Ted was right.
2: <laughs> yeah, and and that's what, like for the smartest guy in the world at the time, basically potentially, or in the country or in his generation to to find that like carving out your own necessities was the most satisfying thing you could do. I mean, that says a lot. There's, There's a lot of being very quiet.
0: I know. Keel. let's hear it. Uh, about taking a blue pill? I, I, you know, I don't know what it would be like because I, I don't remember... I mean, I, I've been you know, was I ever blue-pilled kind of, you know, I've always kind of always thought about these kinds of things and never, never was I staunchly mainstream ever, even in high school. And I don't know. I, I don't know what that means really blue-pilled apart from if If it's, if it means to give up the, the things that I think about nowadays, I don't want to do that. I don't know what that would be like. That sounds boring
3: to me. I remember,
0: sorry.
3: But the point is that conforming can make your life a lot easier, kind of. I think that's the point.
0: Yeah, I know, but I've I've never, ever wanted to do that. I I mean, I remember being a kid and being furious when people tell me to do something without explaining to me why I needed to do that thing when it didn't make any sense to me, you know?
2: I remember the first time I met you, Keel. Do you remember that? Of course. Was it at
0: the at the uh, barbecue place? Holy! Praise
2: praise the Lord.
0: Oh, praise the Lord! I think that's (laughs)
2: praise the Lord. (laughs) Something
0: like that. Yeah, it was
2: praise the Lord. And I remember they asked WSB asked me if I needed security, and I said, actually, all these guys are packing, (laughs) so there it was open carry. It was the most (laughs) it was the safest I've ever felt in my entire life and you you remember what you said to me
0: yeah I I was saying I had I had my uh pistol in my car and I thought I said dude should I wear that when I come to this thing I don't know these people are probably going to be kind of weird about that and I walked in and it was just a sea of (laughs) glocks and <laughs> revolvers on people's hips. And I was like, okay, well. <laughs> no need to I go to the like, car, <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're good. <laughs> yeah. So, but what you said to me was, uh, hey, I just, uh, I just wanted to check you out and see if you were real. And because you answered everybody's questions, you had no notes, there's nothing in your ear. It was an hour and a half of just question, question, question. And you're like, yeah, you passed my test. I was like, hey, that's,
0: say, that's thanks, what dude. I, I, I was, uh, <laughs> nice. you know, wasn't sure if I wanted to go to the event at all. And I thought, well, you know, I I really like listening to her, but, you know, I, I got to go and I got to see what she's all about. And then, uh, yeah, like, just like you said, I, I you were up, you stood up in front of this big restaurant full of people who were all just, uh, you know, it was a conservative group Super of Georgia or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I was talking a couple of them and, and I mean, it's kind of like what you'd expect. And I thought, all right, well, these people are going to have some questions for, her. and you went up there and you did your little spiel and then you took questions and people asked you stuff that, you know, it, it wasn't, they weren't plants. I, I can no, attest yeah. to that. And, yeah. uh, you just rattled off perfectly answered, whatever, and. Yeah. So I well, there was
2: no, it was a place that was free from cocktails. So (laughs) I could I was really on my game. And I and I remember one time another event I went to was at a bar, and it was a guy who wrote a book. He was a conservatarian, and then another guy who was a conservative, and I was supposed to be the libertarian. And those two guys were drinking beers. And I was like, hmm. I think they're underestimating me. <laughs> I definitely would never drink a beer if I thought I was actually going to have a debate with somebody. Right. Uh, and I don't I don't know how that, I think that one one went pretty well. But I feel like when you're, you know, an, an hour or whatever, of just a rapid fire question, you have to be on your game. And even when I was on the radio, I used to have terrible, I was always nervous, super nervous till the very last show, like for eight and a half years, super, super nervous, every single show. And I remember I had one producer who's always like, you can always have a Heineken. I was like, yeah. no way. Like, A, that would make me stop thinking. But B, I just thought, what a crutch that would be. But I remember yeah. with that, all those guns and everything, I just, I made a notice, like, I'm pretty happy that this is a uh, a dry restaurant. So, but yes, I attribute, I must have had an extra cup of coffee that day because I could really take the blows. Although they were very nervous that, um, who was it that... Was it Hillary and who? Oh, nice mug. Thank you. Who was, who was running? (laughs) There was somebody running. Who was running that time? That was early on. That was like 2012. It must have been Obama. Uh, I suppose.
0: I don't, I don't recall.
2: I don't know. Everyone was worried about an election. Anyway, we're really off a tangent now. Sorry about that.
3: Go go was I was just att-
2: attesting to the fact that you've always been a skeptic. Sorry, Terry, go ahead.
3: No, no, I'm just you saying should... you go way back, <laughs> you too. Yeah, and yeah. We should
1: just wait until, we should ask this question to him again, Monica, after him and Terry do their 9-11 episode because he <laughs> yes. doesn't think it was a job and Terry's going to
0: school him on it. <laughs> wow, have you seen the let me let me tell you i don't i know i'm not saying that it wasn't i'm saying uh just like the moon landing and just like the dinosaurs we're going to have to agree to disagree on the final conclusion because
5: they're faking gay
0: <laughs> yeah i it, every every i want to be on that side of things but every documentary i watch and every every uh thing that i research i i cannot make that final connection it it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't uh, pan out for me in the way that it does for some of the other guys, and I I want Terry to give me some things to research that are definitive that will just knock me over on the other side. That's what I want. I want to believe. Uh, I think things. that's
3: great. I mean, I've said this before, and I'm I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. But uh, uh, I, I like the fact that you're very skeptical. That's it. the way we should be. We should all be skeptical yeah, about stuff. should always be skeptical.
2: should always like question. A, <laughs> you question should invite Byron on one time. Because Byron, who you remember from the Zoom parties, he wrote me an email. It was like the best email ever. He said, I love listening to you. And I only agree with you half the time. And I'm, I just love that. Because that's just somebody who wants to go back and forth. And he's like you. He's like, I, I'm not going to err on the side of the more radical position. I'm just not going to do that. Like, so wow. I'm on the opposite side. I start with it's fake, like Stella. But the new Pearl Harbor, that five-hour documentary by... Um, oh, that's really good. Yeah, the Italian one, <clears throat> uh, I highly recommend that.
3: Massimo Mazzucco, yeah.
2: Yes, who I interviewed. Yeah.
3: Kiel watched his Apollo film, and he wasn't convinced by that, were you, Keel.
2: The American yes. moon? Or... American, American moon,
3: moon, I watched that. Yes, right moon. after
0: you had you brought it up, and I, I was like, oh, great. That's, that's going to be it. And I watched it. And well,
2: He was, he was just speaking to the, to the photographers.
3: Mainly right. to the photographers. He,
2: he was a photographer. He's a fashion yes. photographer. So that was just one element of it.
4: I heard, a, I heard a fact. Well, a fact. I heard a thing about the moon landing the other day, which I thought was rather convincing that I hadn't heard before. Or maybe I had, but I've forgotten. Either way, um, the backpacks and the suits uh, were apparently too big to fit out the door of the little unit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'd have to really see that, though. See, that's the thing. Like, even the Van Allen radiation belts, like, I really can't. There's no way for me to verify that. Like, Mm. I don't know what that even means. Exactly.
6: But they did say that they went through it, and now they can't go through it.
2: Yeah. I did see them Yeah, they that, haven't got yeah. the
4: technology anymore. I mean, yeah. what are we? What are we, Chop liver? Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's a little crazy. And
4: the Elon Musk thing, like I just aha that it,
2: last night. We saw one of his rockets take off a couple of like last week. And this was my fourth proof that the earth is round, that we aren't globe earthers. My fourth proof, because we're watching this. My husband loves this stuff. So he's screaming in the house, come quick, come quick. And I'm, I'm thinking... What, what could it be? What could it, this possibly be? They're just screaming. We come out and it's a rocket. So a rocket is taking off and we're watching it go, watching it go, watching it go. And my son says, that's going straight up. And it was so freaky because we were clearly zipping away out from under that thing real fast. And then we saw it like separate and all that. And, and last night I was in a spot where I had seen a, another time I had seen a SpaceX rocket with the, with the fuel that looks like fluorescent. It's not real fuel, which completely validates not traditional rocket fuel, which totally validates Werner von Braun, who said, you can't get to the moon with this combustible fuel because it's too heavy to get off the ground and get back again like that. You're not doing that. I'm not working on it. You'll need a different kind of fuel. So when I saw in the sky, this crazy thing, and I looked it up, I was like, that was a SpaceX rocket. Cause they have a different fuel. And I'm thinking Elon Musk is running this thing that's gonna privately go to the moon. Come on!
6: And like why isn't it battery powered? There you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would be. His so his thing. But it's definitely the government. It's obviously the government, and it's out. What I was seeing was out here, which is like wedged between Caltech and JPL, and the place where Jack Parsons blew himself up in some satanic rocket experiment or something. So uh, I just feel like it's so preposterous as this, that that is not just a government front the way I think Facebook is just a government front and his whole thing. But yeah, I feel like whatever they're doing now is but as far Elon as they've got. Gotten...
4: <laughs> Elon Musk is a bit of a government front, isn't he? Like,
2: totally. Everything military, he does. industrial. Yeah, yeah. And all the money. So comes from the so government. That's logical for
4: him, yeah. Yeah. Did this new Jeff Bezos rocket, did that also look like a... A
2: penis? Design penis?
4: <laughs> it's <laughs> an
2: aerodynamic design. I mean, aero-dynamic these penis, are all, brilliant. it's always designed like just... do you forget <laughs> it. <circumcised. Not> <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's the right design for such things. Nice.
1: Bruce. what about you? Do you think the moon landing was fake? And gay or real or what? I I
6: don't, (laughs) I've seen some pretty sketchy looking shit that they say landed on the moon that was made out of aluminum foil and coat hangers. I I don't, I wasn't there, but.
2: And isn't it 250 degrees on the moon? The thing didn't have a radiator. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that was another one.
6: (laughs) It's just very strange that they said that they, they did it and now they can't.
2: Yeah. I know someone
6: that that to, that alone is enough. That smells like shit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The,
3: didn't and they, they destroy? They over all the tapes? Yes. Come on. For yeah. they, NASA yeah.
6: couldn't afford <laughs> blank fucking tapes, so they yeah. t- t- some, taped over the runs greatest. Some, yeah.
2: Come on, Keel.
3: Come on. <laughs> no, there were some good episodes of I Love Lucy on. Come on, on man. Script, they
2: the tape. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Keel. What do you say to that?
0: kill believes in that. dinosaurs I can in talk space. To that one.
2: What uh, you know, I
0: think it's I think that's completely ridiculous that they they wouldn't have kept stuff like that. They would have overwritten the tapes or whatever. But I know that uh, I heard another story uh, outside of that before I even heard about the the NASA tapes that uh, back back way back when, for example, uh, at the BBC they have the old Doctor Who tapes. And they overwrote those. And those episodes are gone now. And so that was just a matter of.
2: That
1: was, that was probably the
0: inspiration for the bullshit
2: then. story. There's a crossover there. Could be. Uh, <laughs> could be. Yeah, but uh, also, the point is
0: that that kind of practice
3: existed in no, recording on, on, on the movies. Hang, on. On. Like hang, on. Like hang on. on, hold on, hold on. I've got okay. Okay, Derek, go ahead. I got something. They did. they did. But um, they didn't, you know, they were just making a, what they thought was a TV program. They didn't realize it was going to be some become some iconic series that everyone would want to see. But they did sucked. not take over things sucked, like yeah. recordings Oof. of the coronation, for example. they still got those because they thought this is a <laughs> historical thing. We'll keep this.
4: That's a good point. Ta- yeah, and um, tape I mean, I- was very expensive. So they had to utilize what they had.
0: And uh, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think it's a good point, but I'm not sure that that proves anything that that they were.
2: Well, it certainly it eliminates happen. the possibility of them proving it to us, which is in itself telling. And well, now that they can't prove it, then if it's they not had proven. a
0: tape, a videotape of them walking on the moon, would you believe that anyway? I, I
2: think it, well, you could certainly scrutinize it.
0: They do have but a videotape was, of them walking on the have? moon.
2: Well, it's not. Now it's a copy, so you can't really, right? It's digital, so you can't really scrutinize it. But if you had a negative, you could scrutinize it. But who was filming them getting out of the spaceship? I know there's a story about that. If they just, yeah,
4: Yeah. there's some some
2: bullshit. I mean, I used to lie a lot. Like I used to be able, I used to have a fake ID and I would get stopped by cops and I would just lie all the time. I could weave. A story that we explain. I remember once I had an ID that said I was five years older than I was, but I was with my friend from high school who was like 17. And they're like, How do you? He says, How do you know each other? I'm like, We go to school together. It's like you're five years older than her, you go to school together. And I I was immediately like, Well, we're on the same bus route. And I was in 12th grade and she was in seventh grade. So we always knew each other and now blah, 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 blah. I would just, I could just make up a story that would pull together any, I mean, so, and the cops would even say, man, you're good, you know? Yeah, you went and to they, law school too, didn't you? <laughs> now, well, then after, but I just, you know, they knew it was bullshit, but they couldn't really prove it because it hung together and then they'd have to take me down. I'm like, it would be so pathetic. So I just feel like you can spin a tale that connects lots and lots of dots. And then when, when you hit a, a wall, be like, oh yeah, well, we lost that. I don't know. So so I'm just saying the onus of proof is on them, and you are saying the onus of proof is not on them, which I get from you because you're saying, like, the weight of 7 billion people, uh, you know, fooling that many people, it's it's hard. Thinking of all the people who had to be involved who would not reveal the truth or um why, the why and how far ahead of it that it had to go, you're just going to give them the benefit of the doubt because it's so...
0: Not necessarily. I don't, I don't think that just because everybody else might believe it, that mean that that suddenly means that that's the, the default, but I look at it now, uh, as you know, what would, what would it look like if they actually landed on the moon? Because there's no way for me to, there's no way for me to go prove there's, there's no amount of evidence they could show me that I could sit down and say, oh yeah, no, this is the technical, uh, configuration of a rocket that would be required to do and the the pressurization of the capsule would have to be this i, I wouldn't be able to do that so yeah. but what would it look like to me if it actually happened that's what it would look like is what we've got
1: well the thing it is, like but that,
0: but but that's that's just the <laughs> yes. first point the second point that convinces well convinces me but is that all of the arguments against it actually happening have have not carried a whole lot of weight for me they there's been too many of them that just are silly
2: i only have don't one. make
0: any sense at all
2: i cannot get my mind around and no one has ever explained it to me how there was a rocket up in the air and those guys took a little thing popped down to the surface and popped back up to a fucking rocket that was in the air like i don't think the the rocket landed on the moon and then blasted off the moon again. It was up there and they reconnected with it. So why, why isn't the guy who, or the entity, the thing that was taking the pictures of them getting off the, you know, climbing down the ladder, you know, how could they not, Show me a picture of that or show me a picture of where, of the, of the way the, the, what only justification, scientific justification for going to the moon besides getting some moon rocks would be to get that triangulation point of the universe, you know, to get a picture of the star. So that would be the only reason to do it. Like think of, you know, can you imagine what the Greeks would have done with that information? Like that is information. So get that information and show it to me. And they didn't, you know, I don't know, I don't have that information. And and the thing about uh, them like popping down and then popping back up, I can't get my mind around that. And no one's ever explained it to me. I just feel like logic, like that's silly. That's a silly claim. Yep. Okay.
0: So we Yeah, just, and we when, the, when the about,
2: yeah, We don't know, you're Sorry. right. Yeah, we don't know.
0: And that's, that's fine What about me. the
1: teacher when they were going up to, was it the moon or whatever? I was in school at the time, so I don't really remember. But the Talk teacher, when they were going, she they died because the rocket blew up. Were they going to the moon too? Right?
3: No,
4: no, they that, they calendar, no. Yeah. that was the, the shuttle. Yeah, the space
3: shuttle. Two Those shuttles, in back, two shuttles, yeah. right? Oh. Columbia as well. So where yeah, were they trying we're to go the when
2: one?
1: they
3: just blew just, up just in Just in orbit. Yeah, they
0: they uh, they're, 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 they were either just going to orbit, or they may have been headed up towards. Uh, what was this not space lab but uh space
3: station yeah one of those. the international space station yeah possibly. no that
0: wasn't there wasn't around then there was the no, I think americans was just, had, had a lab uh, Skylab? that was in orbit what's that <laughs> i remember
4: when Skylab, Skylab. Was falling. Skylab, yeah, Skylab lab sky that was in the early 80s
0: yeah that was that's, before
4: that's
6: when that's when the challenge was before
4: was. the explosion
6: no that and was the the, i Russian
4: remember when Skylab that. was falling <clears throat> Everyone wore helmets to school.
2: Older than you people. I
3: remember remember when they landed on the moon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking.
4: (laughs) Didn't they use like less computer power than we have in our phones currently? To get them to
3: the moon? Yeah. Uh, Less than a pocket calculator, actually.
4: Yeah. So what's the reason that they're saying they can't do it again now? What's the reason they're putting forward?
3: Well, they destroyed the technology all the plans you know and we, you know we can't you know we don't know how we do it and we can't do that again because it will, presumably like the tapes you know we we had to draw a nice picture for our children so we drew all over the plans and you know we, we lost <laughs> them <sorry. laughs> so well, that was, was in
2: orbiters.
1: 1985
6: yeah i remember watching that in school and it exploded and it was like whoop, whoop, turn it off and wheel the tv out so-
4: Yep. Everybody's like, what
2: the hell? I remember my sister blamed Reagan for putting a civilian up there because he was so arrogant.
3: Do we all know the crazy conspiracy theory that the Challenger astronauts are still alive? Yeah, I've I've seen that one.
4: I've heard that. I've heard that.
3: It's a good one. And certainly the people they found look an awful lot like the originals.
6: Some of them have the same names.
3: Yeah, some of them have the same names. So what would have the agenda
4: been
6: to fake that?
4: Maybe to put an end to that particular program um, because yeah, they wanted to divert the money elsewhere or something like that. It was, it was
3: horrendously expensive. Or to expensive. create
4: a new thing. Yeah.
3: Every, every launch was like 100 times more expensive than they planned because they planned to be able to reuse this thing. And basically every time they used it, they had to more or less rebuild it
6: yeah.
1: because
3: it got yes. so damaged in re-entry. So yeah, maybe they did want to sort of knock it on the head.
1: Mm. and then maybe they use that as an excuse to stop going up and stop spending yeah, exactly. that money or something like that so exactly. so my uh, one other question i actually had uh for you is so when you look at a lot of this stuff now like if i know we none of us i don't watch the news either like my news is like all from like you and brad and like everybody else like on podcasts and stuff um but when you read or do your research or do you think everything, are you like so skeptical of everything now that since you've had to do like, cause I know that I've gotten more conspiracy mind and stuff like that since I've been hanging out with this crew and uh, it's definitely opened up to my eyes to even more things. And I was like
2: super like questioned everything even before that. So I do assume that every single story has an agenda behind it. And I am really skeptical, like the even to the point of like the Facebook layoffs. I thought, why? What are they doing here? Did they overhire on purpose to justify firing everybody to outsource to India or to make it AI? What is really going on here? But on the other hand, their explanation does you know i can't i can't help but think they knew the plan cuz i always feel like the plan from the beginning was to justify raising interest rates and that's what all the inflation was for like so if facebook is a cia operation they should have known and they probably have a purpose in firing all these people but once they fire those people a lot of like the startups that were starved for talent are now going to have the the workers they need. So it'll, it's actually probably good for the smaller companies, which can't possibly be something big T they want. So yeah, stuff like that. I just always, I'm always looking for the angle constantly. And I would say, so like I'm doing deep dives, which is way, way harder than I thought it was going to be. It's like, I just really, and I can't, I I'm super busy and I can't no, I don't want to lose touch mm-hmm. with the people who who I've connected with and who listen to me and stuff like that. You can't just go away and come back a year later. So I have to keep it going. But um, ha- half of the time, you know, it takes me a long time just to find a story that has a code to crack. So I can, so it was easy with the propaganda report because I could just, you saw exactly what I do. I just read the newspaper and I tell you what I think about each of the stories. Like what could the possible agenda be? Oh, I hate this stuff, whatever. Like these guys are not working in our interests or all of that. But, but now say I can, I can usually do it once or twice a week. I can usually find a story that's really Really deeply agenda driven and totally disconnected from what they're telling us the story is about. Like, the Pelosi going to Taiwan was one example. You know, through figuring out, like, why is Pelosi in Taiwan for 11 hours? And then this whole, and it's a shame because I really don't know anything about semiconductors, but I was like, oh my gosh, this is all about building the machine that's going to control the world. Like, holy shit, like, what the hell? So, so, you know, once or twice a week, I can find like, the, the hidden hand behind a story, but I used to be able to see in every story, you know, the spin that promoted the agenda. So you, you have the real, the facts maybe, but you have the spin that promotes the agenda is always, always there, which makes all the propaganda, all the news a tool all the time. But on the other hand, the fact that, that they just keep it pumping so hard is in itself evidence that it's just propaganda. Because if it was true, you would not have to say it more than like once or twice, you know, used to have the evening news and they would just tell you what was going on. Granted, they would spin it, but it wasn't designed to drown out your own thoughts. So I feel like the proof is in its intensity that it's designed for more than communicating with thinking people I mean, even your classroom doesn't, well, the some of the public schools do do this, but when I look at my kids who are in the private schools, which are full of wokeness and all that kind of stuff, however, they have, you know, these people who are getting prepared to be the leaders, they're still learning Shakespeare and stuff, like, they are really learning it, so, um, and they don't blast Hamlet at them every day, all day long, like, you know, to be or not to be, to be or not to be, to be or not. They're not doing that. They're teaching it to them. They're testing if they learned it and they're moving on because that's what information, you know, that's what learning is. But this constant like fire hose of CNN and Fox and stuff, I think is, uh, it's obvious what it is just because of its, you know, the its format, I think.
0: They have to do it like that because they got to fill 24 hours, you know,
2: and they can't let you pause to think. So when I'm driving, I missed the during lockdown. It was a bummer because I used to drive my kids and I would get to talk to them on the way to school. And then on the way home, I would listen to the news. And if it was really a lot of time in the car, you know, even now, sometimes I'll just, if I'm driving, I'll turn it off. And won't put radio on or anything and I'll just reflect on what's happening in my life or whatever. And it's just something about like when I'm waiting online, I'm totally impatient, but when I'm driving, I can just think, it's really weird. I think there's something about like seeing the world go by that like shuts, that keeps something occupied while the rest can really think. And so when I think about this stuff, I mean, I, I have time to digest it all and make sense of it. But like, if you're my mom, who I love, but she'll she's in the habit of keep, like she gives up TV for Lent because it's just always on. So she's always got it was Fox now it's O A N N or Newsmax. It's always 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 on. And just when do you get to digest it? It's Maybe like having like a Chromebook <clears throat> instead of a laptop. You know, MacBook like a Chromebook. No, that's has a really no good memory.
4: point. <laughs> yes, that's a really good point, and I think that's really what's missing. In today's world, everything's so crammed in. We, there's no visual space. Everywhere you look, there's a sign, there's an ad, there's something running along the bottom of a screen, whatever. Uh, the kids are constantly being scrolled at. Uh, they, they never get a chance to reflect, you know, be still and know the voice of God. When is that ever going to happen? Um, even in the shower, they, they now have waterproof speakers so you can take your shit in the shower with you. You know, it's, it's just ridiculous. There's no time where well, you have to stop and reflect. And, and listen to things like the soundtrack of the world, like water, waterfall, the wind blowing through the leaves. That's the stuff that's gonna keep us sane. But a lot of, there's a generation that aren't even really gonna know that. So, See, that's
2: the value of the red pill. Like I was saying with the tunes is that there's no, if you're blue-pilled, there's no hope you'll even think to stop and smell the
4: flowers. Yeah, totally. And I think, um, you know, th- a lot of people say, yeah, I'm really black-pilled. Well, yeah, okay, I, I confess, I'm guilty. You might call it black-pilled. I call it aware. Um, I'm a realist. I'm practical. I don't think about things like, oh, I wish I could go back and be blue-pilled and be blissful again because that's not the way how it is, you know. I just deal with it the way it is. And I think if you can look at things and break them down to black and white, even though things aren't black and white, if you can break them down to a root level of, Things are, generally, (laughs) come down to a choice. They're either good or they're bad, you know? If they're black and white, it's easier to pick a side.
2: It's possible that what looks like blackpilled is just a complete, total acknowledgement that the facade is a facade. So it looks like you're blackpilled because you're completely rejecting the entire facade can't find any value in it whatsoever but that doesn't mean that there's no value in you know the human being in this in the pursuit of knowledge in that fifth dimension that I'm looking for it's just to reject the facade is I think it's reasonable but that's why and I think that's a good something that y- y'all are probably in a great place to tease out is what's the difference between, A black pill you know what's the difference between having no hope and recognizing the system as a facade in its entirety because you're not hopeless
4: are you no that's what i was just going to say being black pill doesn't mean you have no hope and i don't know who sort of decided that but that's like the definition of it yeah what well okay Well, yeah, it depends on the definition. It depends on the translation, doesn't it? Everybody's individual translations of a situation is what gets us into a mess sometimes, isn't it? But um, yeah, no, I I don't think that being black-pilled is um, being hopeless at all. And I think it actually breaks things down to simpler forms so that you can actually find your hope. It becomes clearer where the hope is because if you're fairly clear about black and white, you can see the hope.
0: Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Union of the Unknowns. You can find new episodes every week on all your favorite podcasting networks.